you're not deciding anything about me. That is the brand new movie, Where the Crawdads Sing. That's right, that's the latest from uh, Olivia Newman. She directs this film. Once again, we welcome you to Silver Screen Previews. I'm your host, Rob Martin. You can listen to this show on the podcast via Spotify, also on Buzzsprout. On the other side of the aisle, we welcome brand new co-host, Maggie Reynolds. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Fantastic to have you. So I guess since you're brand new, tell, I guess, everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. My name is Maggie Reynolds. I am in Charleston, South Carolina right now. I'm originally from out west, but the last few years I've, I've moved around. Uh, right now I've been playing soccer for the last 18 years. Uh, I won college soccer, and now I'm transitioning into my acting career. So I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to be here with you. I'm a huge movie fanatic, so this should be fun. That's awesome. So what's your social media again, your Instagram? It's Maggie.Reynolds03. Awesome. That's fantastic. Maggie, if you can, can you move your, your camera a little bit down so we can see more of you? Because we can barely see your head. But if you can, There you go. Perfect. Oh, no, it fell down. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's okay. So that's the great thing about live TV. So if you can move it down just a little bit so we can see more of your head because it seems like you were so scooched out. It's all right. It's all right. It happens. Perfect. Right there is good enough. Yeah. Because yeah, I, don't, I don't want it to... Tripod issues, man. <laughs> it's okay. As long as it doesn't fall down. Uh, you know, that stuff has happened to me a bunch of times myself, so don't feel bad. Perfect. You see? There you go. All right, so we're talking about Where the Crawdads Sing. That's out today in wide release uh, in theaters today. What was your opinion on this film, Maggie? This film, I came in with a lot of uh, critique. I'm a huge avid book fan, and so I've actually read the book. Uh, That's awesome. Something that I actually liked about director Olivia Newman was she actually followed the book really well. I was looking specifically for the emotional and deep dialogue right. throughout the movie. There were and emotional scenes that they try and get you and unfortunately for me it fell a little flat there were some scenes where the execution just wasn't quite there mm -hmm. for me i got almost soap opera-esque type uh -huh. vibe from this interesting one thing i do really like about the specific film that olivia newman did well was between the two main characters of this during the flashbacks, right? That's right. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones and Harris Dickinson, was she let the moments breathe. There wasn't a lot in the setting. She let it be simple to carry on the emotional dialogue, right? Unfortunately, yeah. the, whole, the whole show, it fell still a little flat for me. There wasn't anything, you know, when it was building up to, to the climax of the scene and and especially during during the court scenes right you're supposed yeah. to feel the the intensity of the room yes you're supposed to you know almost be rooting for oh my gosh is she innocent is she or is she guilty and the whole time i was like well i don't really care <laughs> which is not something that you're you're wanting when you're watching a movie you want to be invested in these characters and for me, I just, I think they focus so much on, okay, let's go directly from the book to the big screen. Yes. Very Let's good point. A book and going and making a movie, they, there's got to be something.
something that makes the movie unique, right? Yes. Because people have this idea in their head of, of how characters act, yeah. right? And, and oh, yeah. how they have this huge dream of what it's going to look like on the big screen. And in a way, you have to make it your own. And I think Olivia Newman got so caught up in, okay, we have a huge fan base here. Let's go just step by step through the book. And hopefully everybody likes that we did that. <laughs> and it, it went too much like the book, and it almost felt like I was just reading a script. <laughs> so overall, I give this a thumbs down. All right, so clearly, folks, a thumbs down, a negative review on uh, Where the Crawdads Sing from our brand new co-host. You're right here on Silver Screen Previews, Maggie Reynolds. Thank you, Maggie. On that one, a uh, question for you, I guess we would say. Did you see the last movie that, that Daisy Edgar Jones did, uh, which was Fresh? Did you see that one? I have not seen that one. She was actually a new actress. I haven't seen her in a lot of films. That's good. No, she, look, I, I told her, I told many other people that this was a departure from that character. I think she really works well when she's in thrillers or when she's in films that have a lot of shock value. She excels in bringing out uh, an inner strength in all the characters that she does. So, for example, in Fresh, she took the role of a hostage being inside this psycho guy's house where he's turning, you know, meats into, you know, well, if you didn't see it, well, just, it's a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. So this is kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Daisy Edgar Jones dialed down. She does go through, the problem with her in this movie is that she's not the problem. It's the script and exactly how you tested it out and how you spoke about it is exactly what's wrong with this film. So, yeah, I I agree with you on this one as well. I did not like this film. I just thought it was too monotonous, too robotic. They stuck too much to the, the, the book and they didn't deviate with that. Uh, for a minute there, I thought I was uh, watching one of these Stephen, Stephen King movies where they also do not deviate from the book because the book is the Lord. The book is the word. Look, when you have a movie like this and people know the book, how about throwing them a curveball? Throwing them something else so that they can, uh, you know, like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. They went away from the book. So that will leave you more uh, with a memorable film instead of a film that just goes about the paces. What did you think? Yes? I mean, for me, it was more about, I didn't know if they were trying to make almost like a full-on like romance, you know, Nicholas Sparks movie, or if they were trying to go for like full-on horror. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I mean, for me, it, the book was supposed to be just chaos, really. <laughs> it was supposed to be, you know, a mix of a thriller, you know, romance, but also, you know, a, a bit of, of a mystery in between. And I didn't, I didn't get any of that. Yeah, I, of course, I agree with you on that. Also, the fact that they didn't take chances. This wasn't gritty enough. This wasn't, uh, I would say, uncomfortable enough where it, it wanted you to, to watch more. It's sad because they have such lovely cinematography here. They they film this obviously in, in in Louisiana in the South, and you capture that. You see her growing up in the marshes. You see that whole process, which is nice, but still do something more than just the book. It's really frustrating because they could have had something really special here, and that's a really a shame. Um, it really yeah, is. I was, waiting. I was like, just wait for the climax. Like, j- just wait for that that kicker, right? I was waiting for something more, and every single time I was like, okay, wait another five minutes, wait another five minutes, and then it just ended up falling flat, and I was like, okay. There you go. They missed the mark. Exactly. It, it, so in the end, the pieces just don't fit together well. 
So in the end, unfortunately, I give this a movie a thumbs down on Where the Crawdads Sing. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Pause of Fury. So Pause of Fury is a film that's PG. Uh, it's directed by three guys. Yeah. And uh, Mark Cotsier. It's in the wide theater release today. Stars Michael Cera, uh, Ricky Gervais, George Takei, Samuel L. Jackson, all their voices. Hank, a lovable dog with a head full of dreams about becoming a samurai, sets off in search of his destiny. And here's a clip from Pause of Fury. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, so that's the brand new Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. All right, come to you first. Uh, brand new co-host on the show, Maggie Reynolds. What did you think about Pause of Fury? I'm, all, I'm always ready for, for a good animated, just fun-loving family movie. When I was watching this, I was really excited because I'm a huge Samuel L. Jackson fan, right? Yes. And uh, I think I think they relied way too much on oh look at look at this cast they're they're comedians they're they're known for you know being hilarious and they're going to carry the show and it was just they did the bare minimum of of what they could do for this show I'm sure you know kids that they'll they'll love it because there's dogs right you got right. Paw Patrol it reminded me of Paw Patrol but you know, good example exactly. To, to be honest, I there wasn't any uh, emotional pull for me. I'm always looking for you know, a script. You always see, you know, these big animated movies. You know, Disney it has been doing a really good job with, with pulling that emotional dialogue in, and I I didn't feel anything. And there were a lot of jokes that fell flat for me. Interesting. I think the animated ch- uh, choice that the directors actually went with I was more interested in, in how it, it looked because it it was different than than most animated films that, that I, I saw uh, right. but really I was more interested in okay what what characters even though they're they're pets right what That's ones right. am I connecting to <laughs> what ones do I do I see myself in and there wasn't mm. one and I thought the the writing Fell, fell a little flat. You have so so many incredible cast members, right? Excellent and point. Yes. You can, you can push the dialogue, and I think that, that Disney and and you know Pixar and all that have been doing that really well. Right. And it's, I mean, so far, if you if you look at the movies, they're doing pretty well, in the, <laughs> you know, on, on screen. So yeah. I just wish they would have dug a little deeper, mm-hmm. and instead of just putting kind of a, a mediocre film about, you know, pets samurai fighting, which don't even wrong, it's cool. I'm all about that, <laughs> that samurai fighting. But I, I just, I didn't really, there wasn't anything that would make me want to watch it again. So overall, I give it a thumbs down. All right, so a thumbs down from Maggie Reynolds on Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Question for you, did you ever see uh, Kung Fu Panda? Absolutely. All right. And I love Kung Fu Panda. And I, and I was excited, too, when I was like, oh, snap, they're sa- samurai swords. Oh, boy. And I was like, okay, what are they going to do? Because immediately you're going to get that comparison. Yes. Right? Of course. I thought it was a sequel. I, I was disappointed. Yeah. You see how it is? You see how it is, folks, is that you really can't base things off of previous movies doing the same kind of characters in general. You can't assume that because... 
Kung Fu Panda was so great that, oh, pause the fury. I think the audience will be stupid enough to buy into it because there's swords and there's different pets that are acting like uh, like, like the samurai masters that they're doing or the karate. It, it's not the same when you have inferior writing, unfortunately, and such a great cast as, as Maggie was mentioning. So a thumbs down, right? Correct for Maggie Reynolds on pause of fury, the legend of Hank. Unbelievable. So, I'll give you my take on this. I thought also, and I agree with you, I did not like this film at all. I thought it was insulting. You know, honestly, and it's PG. I thought, how can you honestly rate this movie PG if there's such crude humor here that I thought at least PG-13? Because I, I know what the marketing is. I know what they're trying to do money-wise. They're trying to get money from parents to just throw their kids, dump them off at, at this movie, and while they'll go see something else like Elvis or they'll go see another movie or whatever. Uh, the Crawdads, you know, the Crawdads movie, which we just explained. So, yes, I saw that example here. This does not work based on, you know, on so many different concepts and so many different, uh, you know, points that you see the synopsis of the film. It's basically uh, about an evil cat, who, which is played tremendously by Ricky Gervais. He did excellent here. He was not the problem. The problem here is, once again, the writing, the flatness of the jokes, the throwing of the jokes, just too much crude humor. Uh, as I saw in the trailer, uh, there was... You know, there was one where uh, they were tossing one of the cats and in the, in, in one of the other cats, big cat's butt. And that was just, uh, that's just so crude. It's over the top. The story really tries to teach uh, the audience uh, a, a lot about prejudice, but it fails on that as well uh, on some of those respects. Cliché, yeah, there's too many clichés in this movie to talk about. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't work as a family movie. I just don't see it working at all. Uh, it's just a kid's movie, a 13, 14-year-old kid's movie. Don't send your kids to see this movie if they're 9 or 10 years old. It won't work. It just, they'll be like, what is that? What are they talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about this movie being a failure. Thumbs down for Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Uh, quick question. Would you compare this movie, uh, uh, Maggie, to any other film that you've seen that really disappointed you at all? Oh, that's a great question. Um, There's so many. I mean, Pixar. I mean, I get, I get, maybe, did you see Lightyear? I have not seen Lightyear yet. Oh, but nice. I, I heard mixed reviews on, on that for sure. And I actually, looking at the animation, I, th I think there was a, I could see how people would kind of compare those. Right. Right. The only one that's coming to my mind is like clear back, like early, <laughs> early uh, Disney Disney days, where it was like the early days, the like, real early days, like Tangled and, and all that, like you know before <laughs> Frozen era. Frozen oh era. no! Frozen yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty yeah. yeah. Where you're just getting like the the bare minimum from things, and I think overall, you know, the directors they were trying to force. The, the jokes and like try and okay it's not necessarily about the plot we'll just make people laugh and yeah. hopefully move the story along the transitions were terrible exactly. I, I didn't like it at all and I'm a huge cynic on if you're gonna put comedy in a show yes. make it effortless you have actors that can make it effortless yeah. see what they can do you didn't give them anything to work with yeah, and on top of that, Samuel L. Jackson, we have heard the same joke for like 20, 25 years or whatever. S come up with something new. Stop relying on the same punchlines over and over and over and over again. You're not Schwarzenegger, okay? But come up with something new, okay? For God's sake, please. All right, so let's move on to our third and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews. 
And the next film is American Carnage, which is rated R. It's a comedy horror film, which is directed by Diego Jalavis, and it's in theaters today in limited release basis, also on streaming platforms uh, Voodoo and iTunes. Stars Jenna Ortega, Jorge Lendeborg, and Alan Maldonado. After a governor issues an executive order to arrest the children of illegal aliens, the youth are offered a chance to have their charges dropped by volunteering to provide care to the elderly. Now here's a clip from American Carnage. Party, what do you say? Care for a swim. All right, that's uh, American Carnage with uh, Jenna Ortega and Jorge Lindeborg. All right, so let's go quickly to this one. Your critique, your uh, evaluation of this film, Maggie Reynolds' American Carnage. I under, I, I was really hoping that I would enjoy this film because I know immediately, you know, what it's going for. And actually, I really like Jenna Ortega. I mm-hmm. think I, I've seen a few of her other movies. And I think that she's someone that you can put challenging dialogue and she can turn it into something incredible, right? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. how I about this was the director, Diego, he had a bunch of small ideas of what he wanted to address, mm-hmm. right? You have, you know, racism in there. You have, you know, thoughts on immigration and everything. And I felt like there was probably 10 small ideas that he was like, okay, how can I fit all this into one movie? <laughs> and looking at them and saying, okay, what is one big idea that I really want people when they watch this for it to come across as this is exactly what they were wanting the movie to talk about <laughs> and it's like okay i see one plot i do three four five different plots and then i started getting like purge vibes yes with like don't breathe yes good point don't breathe and i was and then all of a sudden old people were thrown in there <laughs> and i was like is, are they trying to like put comedy in there now <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> There's so much going on here that, sure, was it enjoyable to watch? I mean, maybe I enjoyed, like, half an hour, you know, but, like, throughout the entire... I'm not someone that wants to bounce around from plot to plot. I want one specific plot where I'm like, wow, this is, you know, deeply engaging. You know how the the dialogue and the plot is going to transition throughout the entire movie. It makes me emotional, and this is something that I, I would watch again, right? Yeah, I, I think and so. That, that didn't happen <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. I was like, I don't even know what I just watched. I understand that there was an important storyline that they wanted to get across, but I can't exactly point out where he was trying to go with it, and it just kind of tur- it just turned into a, a big mess for me. So... <laughs> Because of that, I'm going to give it a big thumbs down. All right, so thumbs down from Maggie Reynolds, our brand new co-host right here on Silver Screen Previews. Not an endorsement whatsoever. Maybe just a little bit. That much. <laughs> I tell you what, Maggie, I've, I saw what they were trying to do, as, as you did, and I thought it backfired on them in, in many respects. But I'll tell you what they were creative on. I, I thought that they were so over the top and so cartoonish with the way that they uh, portrayed law enforcement or the government figures. In this case, there was like a governor situation, and the guy who was running this 
elderly home place that they just went with the guards too, with the security guards. And that's all happens in the first act, which you can pretty much figure out like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. I see what they're trying to go for. And I thought to myself, it's not working. I see what's going on. You're not fooling me. Uh, this happens in general with any kind of government where they're, they're trying to capture illegal people uh, who are not in, in the country illegally or whatever. Or in this case, they were mistaken and put in you know incarceration mistakenly, although they had maybe a right to be there. Uh, but still, it's a complicated issue. I put the politics aside for the reason that I want to look at the film, not the politics. Just try to exclude that for a minute and just focus on the story. I think this starts out as a really a nice family story with JP, who is played by, uh, who flips burgers, uh, played by uh, Landeborg, and you know Lily, who is her sister, and she's college bound. I thought it just turned into a ridiculous ice raid. It just looks very horrible and not believable at all. In the first act, the kids really, you know, they end up in a whole group here in this incarceration center area, and all of a sudden they're given a choice. Hey. How about helping elderly people out? Or, and then we get your, your sentences reduced. But that's all a trap. I just didn't buy into it at all. You know, the, the racist and the vulgar language is cringeworthy at best. I thought this is more a, a, an indictment of how elderly people are treated in homes without the supernatural effects where, you know, it starts to turn the tide in the second act. There's a lot of stuff here, a lot of twists to it I'm not going to go into because the movie is that in left field, if you know what I mean. So you have to check that out for yourself, the way the twists and turns happen. I just, in general, I thought that they really tried hard. I give Jenna Ortega a lot of credit for hanging in there uh, with the new cast members, the, the, the young actors that she works with. Uh, I thought they really tried hard here. It was a little bit over the top. Believe it or not, I'm going to give this a passing grade. If you say like, oh, from 1 to 100, I'll say this is like a 52. A 52 out of 100, barely passing, based on the effort, because Jenna Ortega practically, without her, this movie fails. She saves this movie to a passing grade. So I say check it out, just out of curiosity, if you're morbid. Uh, this is out there with the horror stuff, so check it out. Uh, this is uh, American Carnage, and I give this a barely thumbs up, but it counts anyway. Very good. All right, so let's move on. Let's do a quick recap on this uh, week's show. On Silver Screen Previews. First, uh, let's see. First was Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, Maggie, what was your quick opinion of Where the Crawdads Sing? Quick opinion, it follows the book to a T, but unfortunately the emotional dialogue just isn't there. And it was mediocre at best. I gave it a big thumbs down. And I also gave it a thumbs down based on the fact that the the, the whole script was cardboard. And even the great uh, Daisy Edgar Jones could not save this movie based on not being able to get off the book and trying to do something different, unfortunately. So there we go, a thumbs down on my end as well. On our second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Maggie? Pause of Fury, it's cliche at best. They tried to rely on jokes, but the jokes fell flat. Immediate thumbs down. All right, so there you go, a thumbs down. I also gave it a thumbs down. Crude humor, which is not PG. This movie should at least be a PG-13. It's just too much going on here. Not a kids, not a family film. It's just for kids that just you want to get rid of and just throw them in the movie theater to go watch this this crap. Uh, with talented actors, be it, which is really strange. So yeah, story fail. On our third and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews, which was American Carnage. Maggie. The effort was there. Jenna Ortega made it you know a decent movie there were 
too many ideas in it instead of just one big plot. Overall, it just wasn't executed well. So big thumbs down. All right, so thumbs down there as well. I gave it a thumbs up, barely a passing grade. You see, I was going to give it a thumbs down. It was a barely a passing grade on Jenna Ortega's ability to hold on to the script and to hold on to the uh, to the acting ability of everybody else in the film. So I did give it a passing grade, so a barely a thumbs up. Uh, Maggie, was there any film in the three movies uh, this week that you thought could have been a thumbs up if they fixed something very easy? For me, I, I mean, American Carnage, it could have been a thumbs up if they would have just, you know, really chosen one specific big idea and, and ran with it. There are so many ideas that, like, you can't you can't even follow what the dialogue is t- talking about, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. And transitions were everywhere, so if they would have been able to simplify it and relied on the actors that they had, it, c- it could have been a thumbs up. It could have been a great movie. There you go. Excellent point, because, yeah, construction. Don't make it such a big film where, you know, you're going to be like, what the hell's going on here? Focus on a couple of things, narrow it down, and you have a better film. Exactly what Maggie's just said. Exactly. So very good. Uh, Maggie, before we take off, give us your social media coordinates and any events that you have coming up. Uh, My IG is Maggie.Reynolds03. And uh, I have one thing coming in the works, but I can't say anything yet. So follow me to see what's happening next. There we go. I love the intrigue. Keep us posted, Maggie. Very good. We'll we'll keep you checking out on uh, on the Instagram. Very good. So we want to thank you, Maggie, for joining us on this week's show of Silver Screen Previews. On uh, behalf... Oh, actually, you know what? I have to promote this, right? Because tomorrow night we're doing Splatter Vision. That's right, right here. Same place, same station. Splatter Vision with our brand new co-host, uh, Nikki Coulter. will be uh, previewing three movies that you have not seen, I guarantee you. Three horror films. That's Splatter Vision tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, right here on Silver Screen Previews. So on behalf of our brand new co-host, Maggie Reynolds, I'm your host, Rob Martin. Uh, We will catch you again next time on Silver Screen Previews.